0: What's up? Jeez, your lot is fark today. Oh, all right. Yeah. Whoa. What's up? What's Scale up?
1: Down. What's up? How are up? you feeling?
0: I'm feeling great. And by great, I mean like a piece of, <laughs> you know, let me just play this real yeah. fast just to get out of the way. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. See? Oh. Um, no, oh. I'm fine. I just got one of those basic, like, cold things, you know? I get I feel like I either get one at the beginning of the season or okay. at the end like at the, at the beginning of winter or at the end of winter. Once it really starts to like change, I'll get really sick for like 4 or 5 days and that's it. I know. And also the issue is like any other guy that you know, Sarah, I refuse to take medication.
1: Well, I consider I don't know it me why. versus
0: nature. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's a, the most manly thing that you can do is to sit there and to fight a disease yourself. You hey. know what I mean? That's almost as manly as like doing wainscoting.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't just give in to taking the medication when you know it'll help you feel better because you don't get sick that yeah, often.
0: Yeah, but I think it's this thing that you know. I look at it and I realize that my you know my immune system is that's honestly all you've got as a human being, right? Okay? Um, like, you know, like okay. your immune system, without your immune system, you're dead. Like, you would okay. literally die immediately, okay? That's true. And so, the more medication you take, I feel like it's almost like putting, you know, pads on my immune system, you know? So, I'm giving it pads. I'm giving it knee pads, shoulder pads, a helmet. But the problem is, though, one day, those pads aren't able to help it. You know what I mean? So, I'm trying to get the strongest immune system ever. I'm trying to create a rugby player of an immune system as opposed to, like, some wussy professional football player.
1: <laughs> okay, I got
0: it. You know it. what I mean? Like, so they can actually... Take a hit. So I refuse to take, like, basic meds. Like, I won't take Advil if I have a headache. I'll truck on through. If I have, like, a cold, I don't do This is the first time in probably 10 years I've taken anything, and I took an Alka-Seltzer. What does Alka-Seltzer do for a cold? I guess there's, like, an Alka-Seltzer cold one that they have.
1: Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I don't know if you're up for this or not, but um, I started taking a probiotic, and one of the side Cytotex- effects no No. Um, orally okay and one of the side effects or benefits if you will of a probiotic is it's supposed to ward off like colds coughs sinus infections so people who take you should google this so then you won't feel like you're taking medication you're just getting like an immune booster and you're tummy sensitive too
0: you're still taking medication Sarah no matter what they call it it's still a pill that's going in your system that is adding nutrients to your body or adding something, some chemical to your body to counteract what it naturally does okay see this is the problem one day you're gonna stop taking your probiotics and you're literally gonna shrivel up into a raisin because your body's not gonna know how to function
1: well just a suggestion for you you might feel even better like the tummy you could become ironclad plus no colds and sinuses
0: i already feel like okay this may be tmi but i don't care because people complain that you don't share enough information sometimes so i'm gonna share it for you Okay. okay i know i'm getting over it Like, I know I'm like, I've hit that. You're on the tail end. I'm on the tail end right now because, you know, at the tail end of a sickness when you just literally just start shitting it all out, (laughs) you know, it's just there and you're like, oh, God. And you just like, you know, you, you can feel it. Like, you can just feel all that bacteria coming out with it. You go... It's I'm good?
1: good. You're good. You're in there.
0: After number three today, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'll feel, I'll feel <laughs> great by tomorrow. All
1: right, good. Well, we're glad that you're almost back up to speed. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah Fraser and Sammy Kay. By the way, this podcast is on iTunes, podcast1.com. Hopefully, you've already downloaded the podcast1.com app, but please do. Um, or if you listen to us through iTunes, leave us a review today. That would be amazing. A little, mm-hmm. a little giving Wednesday, if you will giving whatever. Was it supposed to be Tuesday? It was giving Tuesday and I was like did, did, you, did you participate by the way in giving Tuesday?
0: Yeah I gave someone a cold yesterday. <laughs> I gave a bunch of people a cold. I definitely sneezed in a couple elevators. So. Did you,
1: I feel like awful. It's one of those trends where everybody on Instagram, everybody on Facebook I think I'm the only person that didn't really participate in giving Tuesday. Well,
0: You mean you didn't post a fake thing about you giving <laughs> on Tuesday and not actually give on Tuesday? You
1: think it's like the ALS challenge where everyone was like I did it but never donated any money?
0: And then they're gonna the ones that sat there and did nothing are the once are like, yeah, but look at what it did. It actually helped. I'd be like, no, it didn't. Shut up.
1: By the way, I was one of those people. We did the ALS challenge when we were at 107.3, at the radio station, but I don't think we ever gave any money.
0: Wow, wow.
1: <laughs> right? I don't think. I can't remember. Did we? I did thought did. we have you guys like a did. page yeah, set
0: up on the website? I thought. I thought Cumulus did.
1: I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, if to not,
0: God. I'm just gonna blame Cumulus for it anyway. So Cumulus didn't give any money. <laughs>
1: Well, it was their idea. I mean, it was like, hey, guys, we got to get involved with this ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Everyone's doing it.
0: Everyone's doing it. It's going to be so viral. It's what
1: happens when you work at a corporation. You have to participate in all that even though you don't ever send the money. Yeah,
0: because they go, hey, someone else is already (laughs) doing this. Let's just do it, too. That way we'll get all the credit. We'll get all the credit.
1: Anyway, so uh, I did not participate in Giving Tuesday yesterday. Sorry. But for anybody that actually did and gave things, that's awesome. And I think it's great. I, and I try to give year-round and then hopefully not always tell people. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but then you gave on Giving Tuesday. Then you're realizing that by the next Wednesday, like, shit, my uncle would have definitely taken that as a gift. <laughs> I could have <laughs> could saved have myself 15 something.
1: bucks. Uh, anyhow, uh, lots to get to on the show today. Um, I want to tell you this guy gave up um, dating. And he says that he's found the next best thing. So I want you to read this article. No, it's not selfie selfie time.
0: Did I do? Did I say yes, anything you Sarah? Yes, did. Did I say anything? Okay, you forget sometimes this is a podcast so they can't hear what my hands do. We're
1: filming! Someone is going to eventually see this archive and they're going to go, oh hey you're selfie selfie time. That's they didn't not know, what this guy know, did. How
0: do they know I just wasn't shaking out my hand? Maybe my hand was falling asleep and I just was shaking it out this way.
1: No, people know. Um, but anyway, I want to read this article to you that this guy wrote about how giving up dating, this is the best thing that's ever happened to him, and he's traded in for this. And I want to see if you okay I you know, think. The other thing is, you know, I sent you the prep last night, but I'm hoping you didn't read this story because there's three questions that will apparently determine if you have a mastermind IQ.
0: You're in luck, Sarah. I did not read your prep last night. Good. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, if there's anybody on this show that might have a mastermind IQ, it probably is you, oh, God. and I'm dying to test it. He's had no preparation for this, and I want to see if you can get these three right. Okay. And then also, have you heard of scatter gardens? Because this is a big topic locally.
0: Like scatter gories, but with gardens?
1: No, a scatter garden is essentially a public garden, but where you scatter people's ashes who have passed away.
0: Oh, God, okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, it's very controversial. Because here's the thing. You know, we podcast from D.C. So this is something that's happening in the suburbs in Maryland, in Tacoma Park, Maryland, this little city. I don't know if you call it a city, little town. Um, But it's very controversial, and I want to get your take on that. So all that to get to. Boom. A lot of people uh, emailed, tweeting us yesterday. Um, I got a tweet saying, hey, Sarah, did you realize that Beaches, if you listened to the show last week, you know that Wind Beneath My Wings, that which was a Bette Midler song mm-hmm. from the movie Beaches, which Sammy has never seen the movie, but it's like one of the best movies of all time.
0: Sarah, oh wasn't God. it originally released on Lifetime, and now it's being re-released on Lifetime? Like no, it, Beaches was like a legit movie. Yeah, that probably be played on Lifetime a million times.
1: No, um, and by the way, Cat Bell is the one who tweeted me this, and she tweeted us the link. So, Beaches, the movie, is getting a redo, which I believe this one is going to be on Lifetime.
0: It is on Lifetime. Right. Lifetime released a trailer for its Beaches remake on Monday.
1: Right, with Adina Menzel. So, take a listen to this, and uh, let's see what you think. It must have been there in my shadow. Oh, my God. One of the best songs. So good. You never have
0: Dina Menzel sucks, huh?
1: <laughs> you content to let me this is a horrible remake. I'm so I'm confused. What's the
0: movie about?
1: Because they're just holding so these
0: random babies and looking at other babies. No,
1: one of them has a baby. One of them has a yeah. daughter. I hate this part.
0: Wait, does she die? Was that what happened? Spoiler
1: alert! I'm not yeah. gonna watch the
0: movie anyway. She, I'm just gonna look it up on Wikipedia then. If you're not no, gonna tell I'll me, tell I'll tell, you tell the
1: everybody. Whole thing. Yeah. I was just listening to the song to see if I liked it. No, nowhere near Ben Miller. It's about it's two friends. Hillary, we are not gonna give up.
0: Still confused, Sarah. Okay,
1: here's a, this is what it's about. The yeah. original one, and I'm sure the remake will be very similar. Is about two girlfriends. They grow, they meet, grow they, up together. They grow up together. Okay. One of them has aspirations to become famous, a famous singer. Right. That mm-hmm. was Beth Midler's character. And her okay. other friend is, you know, there to support her and kind of like behind the scenes. And it just has like a, you know, just has a job. Right. Yeah. Bette Midler's character becomes famous, but as she's becoming famous, her good best friend um, has a baby, but then gets terminal cancer. So it's like the saddest story. And essentially, you know, they grew apart for a little bit because Bette becomes super famous, but they come back to each other as she's dying. And then the dying friend says, I want you to take care of my kid. and, And, you know, then she realizes how much like their friendship helped her succeed. And, you know, it's very sad.
0: Great, so I don't have to watch anymore.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's about the whole movie. Fantastic. Thank so you, you for saving
0: me two hours of my life. I appreciate it. But
1: it's about the music, too. The soundtrack was huge. And by the way, Adina Menzel is nowhere close to it. I was going
0: to say, if that's the soundtrack, Sarah, wow, this is going to be up in there.
1: Uh, it's not going to be nearly as good. No, so Anyway, thank you for that. Um, I'll probably watch a little bit of it, but I don't think anyone can... You can't save the original, by the way. Um, have you seen the artist in Florida who is now putting signs in Dog Turd about Donald Trump? A Florida artist that puts Trump picture and, and quotes on dog poop?
0: I mean, that's fantastic. <laughs> if you can actually, like, is he drawing He's drawing them on the dog turds, right? No, no, right? no.
1: He's putting them little signs, like a little toothpick Like a little sign. sign. Into a
0: turd. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's wrong with that?
1: Oh. Um, Oh, my God. I think it's hysterical. It's an installation inspired by the results of the presidential election, titled Pieces of of Trump. So instead of pieces of shit, it's called Pieces of Trump.
0: Okay, okay. The
1: Miami-based artist's name is Alan Adler, and he takes photographs of the president-elect Donald Trump along with printouts or quotes that he isn't known to have said, and then will stick them or attach them to a pile of dog poo.
0: All right, so he's doing a little – hold on, hold on. He's doing a double thing there. It's a political It's a political art, plus he's teaching people to clean up after their animals.
1: Well, you know, that's my question is, are you finding a lot of dog poop? Because since oh like most God, people yeah. – really, you have a dog, so do people still not clean up after themselves? Are you kidding themselves?
0: me, Sarah? I, every day I see this lane. I I saw one in the middle of the sidewalk yesterday. I was like, there's no way you didn't see your dog take a dump in the middle of the and sidewalk. And didn't
1: even attempt to clean it it's up?
0: there, and like, so, like, Oh, my God, yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. I would have thought everyone here in the city would be so socially conscious.
0: Oh, no. The second they don't see anyone else around, they let it happen because they don't want to carry it down the block.
1: Oh. Uh, he says, by the way, it's definitely not fine art. Adler is offering a to-do-yourself kit on uh, his website, the Doggy Doodoo kit, which will actually help other amateur artists. I don't know how you need help really, but he will send you some of Trump's quotes and then how to put them together so you can also stick them in dog poop across the country if you'd like.
0: That's great. He's starting a movement so that way people will clean up after their dogs. (laughs) But if yeah. you love your country and you love your president, then you'll clean up after your dog, is what he's trying to say. Or
1: do you think this sparks people to go the other way? Where they, like, then they want their dog to poop even more because they're Trump supporters.
0: Well, it depends, Sarah. How many people, did, I mean, everyone knows that Trump won the popular, ooh. Yeah, that's a sore subject. Oh, uh, sore subject. Sore subject?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably very sore. But no, anyway, I then. don't, look,
0: I, whatever. You... I think that if you're going to put yourself in a political eye like this, your people are going to make fun of you. When Obama was there, he got put through the ringer day in and day out for eight years. You're like, people are going to make fun of Trump. You know, it's going to to be when Bush was president, they made fun of him every day. That's true. For eight years, every day they made fun of him.
1: It's true. Um, Yeah, they did. And now people are wishing that George W. Bush was back.
0: Which is something I never
1: thought I'd hear. Right, I know. Exactly, right? That's what happens. Wow. Um, So a guy has written a blog post where he says that other men, he's encouraging. And I want want to ask you about this because I found many aspects of this little article to be fascinating. Um, He says that he stopped dating because he found the next best thing. And he says that dating has become so competitive from a guy's perspective. So he Mm -hmm. says that other men basically cannibalize other men in the dating process that it's so toxic now it's not even worth participating. And you were single for a long time did you find that did you find that your other guy friends would come in swoop in and either cock block you or really make it difficult for you to date
0: uh not in that sense i guess like it's not like they would sit there and c block but i think what he's trying to say is that sometimes compared to the other men and what they're doing to date it makes what you're doing seem insignificant you know what i mean we're no longer can you just be like very rarely can you just go and be like hey let's grab a cup of coffee When all of a sudden you find out that the other guy that she went on a date with three weeks ago, you know, took her out to Cirque du Soleil and then had a guy come do a handstand and feed her a bong shot. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's so... And you go, how the fuck can I compete with that? Like... But I find this article... I have a great personality and shit, but still, like, in a major city when a lot... Especially in a city like DC, you look at it, there's a lot of smart people here. There's a lot of really intelligent people here. There's a lot of successful people you here. You have a lot of options. A lot yeah. of options. Okay, there's a ton of options. Like, like I would say, like in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, there weren't that many. You know what I mean? Like,
1: you didn't have as many. There weren't options. as
0: many options. You know, there's a hundred thousand people in the entire city. Like, that's not as many as thirteen million people.
1: Well, he says this, that other men are actually worse to each other. He says, uh, oftentimes I'd go to a party where it was majority maybe guys and a couple of women, but if I started talking to a woman, there was automatically other men who were interested in her too. They plotted their strategies on how to court her. They fed each other intel on their encounters with her and how they could perhaps win her over. To them, she was an elusive catch who would require a unique strategy in order to capture her heart. I just wanted to get to know her and see if it was a match, but my peers saw Her saw this as a competition that ultimately turned me off. Do you think that's true of men's dynamics?
0: Was he hanging out the Jersey Shore?
1: (laughs) No, it doesn't say where he's from.
0: Uh, because I don't, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you go into a bar, yeah, if there's one girl at the bar, clearly every guy's gonna go talk to the one girl, you know. Guys aren't like girls, where if a girl goes, like, I think if you had 50 girls in a bar and there was one guy, okay. You would have girls that were genuinely interested in that type of guy go talk to that guy, all right? But if you reverse it and you have 50 guys and one girl, all 50 guys are going to talk to the one girl just because they go, well, there's nothing else. Like, let's talk to that one so girl. So you
1: think it's his fault. Like, he's putting himself in situations where there's yeah. just few, too few women, so therefore, of course, the guys are all going to be competitive. And
0: you got to, like, I mean, I'll tell you this. Like, there's no issue I have with, like, you know, something as random as, like, I've been all about, like, my friends are all about the friend date now. Where, like, the date, they go hang out with their friends. You know what I mean? So, like, they'll be out with their friends, and that person will be out with their friends, they go, well, hey, our first date, let's just meet up as a group of friends, and we can all hang out.
1: Well, that leads me to the other thing on his list. He says that often um, overused and outdated rules have become too much. So he says now the rules of dating have become so astutely followed that one mistake means the end of a meaningful relationship. And what he goes on to say by this is after you go out on a date with a person, maybe you follow... Follow up too soon. Maybe you follow up too late, or perhaps an innocent slip of the tongue ruins your chances for a second date. I will he says say that there's so are, many rules. People
0: are so judgmental, and there's so many rules now with dating.
1: Why? Why do you think that is? Again, so many choices.
0: So many because they're going to have it, and someone's like, "Well, you know, he did this." Like there's like I have friends of mine that have a rule like they can't you know if a guy takes a you know a guy can't take a number two at their house unless they're dating them, and so if a guy has you know wakes up in the morning and has to go. And she's like, and she realizes it. That's like over for her.
1: I do. Say, I have to say, I do have a girlfriend that wouldn't go out on a second date with a guy because the guy ordered a glass of white wine on a first date, See? and he felt people like have, that was.
0: I, and I was people like, people have ridiculous kidding? rules, and you can. And that's the thing is, you don't know the rules going in, and so as much as you try to be yourself, you really aren't being yourself. You're being what you're being as much of yourself as you think they like.
1: Right, 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 right. You
0: know, that's why I'm all about the friends date. I think, I think the issue is that you're showing up, and it's usually mano a mano. Your first time with someone is one on one. Which the problem is, though, you are faking it. At that point, they're faking it, you're and I'm faking it. And I've been it. in relationships with people for months before I realize that. Oh my god, I hate you. Like, and had we just, like, had I seen you in your real state, like, from the get-go, I would have never gotten into this. Um, So, and I think that's the thing. So, if you go out, like, with a group date, you're forced to be yourself. You're going to slip up. You're going to act normal.
1: Right. Because you don't have the pressure of mano e mana
0: I've got a sneeze coming. Okay,
1: okay. Did no, you just, just keep on going. Oh just God. keep on talking. I feel like this could be explosive. It's going to
0: be explosive. I'm good. I just looked at the light? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. okay. I'm good. Uh, lastly, ah.
1: he says that does that dating does not bring people much happiness. He says that the whole process of dating is absolutely humiliating, and he says that it's just so
0: yeah, you know, exhausting. My, my happiest part, yes, the happiest part about dating, at least to me, was going on all the like first dates and shit, right? leaving the first dates realize i didn't like the person and then just going straight to my favorite bar and like drinking it with my friends
1: that was your favorite part? That was part. my
0: favorite part of the date. It was like, I would go on all these dates, and I realized, you know what? It's just not there. Might as well go to the bar and hang out with my boys.
1: He says that dating has become like running a business. Often, some of his friends, and even he did in the past, you keep a spreadsheet of who you're talking to, who you need to follow up with. He says, one date doesn't pan out. You're lining up a second one. He says, the whole process is absolutely exhausting. Um, and anyway, he says that what he's doing now instead is he found a newfound resolution uh, to discontinue dating he says he's not bitter do you believe that
0: no he's definitely bitter if you write an article about it you're bitter
1: and he said that he wishes anybody who is finding love all the luck in the world but i decided to try something different to live my life by learning new life skills which become easier when i stopped focusing on dating i made a list of things that always interest me and i committed to them i took an argentine tango class i learned to salsa dance um and i'm studying for an upcoming career for a upcoming exam for a new career. I pursue my writing and I plan to start stand up classes in my downtime.
0: Okay, so this guy is literally taking my That's what I do. That's what I've always done.
1: You've always had another you've always had hobbies and but sarah you managed to date too.
0: Not no, I mean, good thing. I think finally in the past like few years, I gave up on dating and I go I'm just going to focus on learning a bunch of shit, right? So like I traveled a bunch You know, I learned how to bake on a full grand scale, you know, at a bakery. I worked like at a Michelin, you know, at a Bib Gourmand restaurant. Like, you know, I I did all these random things just so I could learn. And they asked me, why are you here? And I was like, I don't really care about the money. I just want to learn this stuff. Because you can't really learn unless you get really good. I understand what this guy is going. Because then I'll tell you what, sooner or later, I got just all these random skills that I have and stuff. I finally just, you know, you finally just meet someone who's like, well, damn, that's pretty awesome. Okay, cool. So you have like, what skills do you get by dating somebody? You right, leave that relationship with nothing, right? And you spend three years, and none. You're gonna say, but the emotional, you didn't learn anything. You really didn't learn anything because you're gonna be back in a shitty relationship three months later. Like,
1: really? You don't think you learned stuff? I feel like I've learned stuff. No, from that's relationships.
0: just you try, That's because you're trying to validate it. The fact is, had you spent three years honing a craft or taking a class on something, you could have come out learning Mandarin. You know what I mean? Speaking Mandarin fluently... But as opposed to, now you're looking back and you go, well, I learned some emotional lessons from this guy, from this but relationship. here's
1: my question. What good is Mandarin if you're not – I mean, I guess you're just – I
0: don't know. One billion people speak it.
1: Okay. But then you're going through life, like, alone. You're not – But searching... you're not alone.
0: You're seen alone. Like, you, do you understand that I'm sitting there – like, I'm not alone. I still had friends. I still hung out with people. I was never once alone. But as opposed to taking those two, three hours a day that you would focus on a relationship, right? How many, like, how much, how many hours a day do you focus on you and Dan's relationship?
1: I would – Say
0: two hours? Two hours. Okay, three so three two hours. hours a day. Okay, 365 days a year, Sarah. Yeah. So you're talking about almost, you know, what, 800-some, like almost 800 hours. Okay that you could have focused on doing something else. You know? You could have focused on doing something else, but instead you focus on that relationship, right? And I but, think that when you take 800 hours, when you took it 800 hours, and you focus on the amount that you learn from a relationship in 800 hours is not equal to the amount that you learn from a craft in 800 hours. Okay. And that's where my argument stands.
1: My thing is this. I feel like when you're in good relationships, they enhance what you're doing and they encourage you to do other things. like. Encourages me to pursue my dream. Like he helps me do that. Like he will, you know, help me. But do you different don't things.
0: need that, though. Is what I'm trying to say like I think that you again. You spending 800 hours a year, Sarah.
1: But it's fun. We have a good time together. Okay,
0: but that's fine then. But I'm telling you, this guy is completely valid in his argument, though, because he's saying the amount of time I could spend, I could have dated for the last three years of my life and spent 2,400 hours in these relationships, Sarah. And instead. I learned, you know, I learned how to salsa dance. I learned how to, what did you say, Argentine tango. Yep. He learned how to do, like, all this stuff. Like, okay, that's stuff that he learned because he wasn't in the relationship. Do you think... Over my three years, I learned a ton more in three years of me being single... Not for me being single, but just because I had the time to do whatever the hell I wanted to, and to learn and to read whatever I wanted to. I didn't have to worry about going to friends' givings or going away parties or like date nights and shit like that. You know what I mean?
1: But now you're kind of in a relationship, right? Yeah. So you do you like that better than being single? I mean, I think everybody does. Like everybody is seeking that partner. Sarah,
0: I would be single tomorrow if I answered that with no. I actually preferred being single. Like, of course I'm not going to say that, but I think it's a different (laughs) dynamic. Like, you know what I mean? I like being in a relationship. I absolutely do like being with her, but the fact is, though, I took that time to learn a bunch myself that I was kind of over, you know what I mean? Well, I literally, in theory, what he's saying is he went back to college, and then he's out again. He spent three or four years single just learning and doing whatever he wanted to do that he never got a chance to learn on his own. And then he was back in real life again. I
1: mean, I think the irony of it, which I've always, I feel like people have to date themselves, honestly. You have to know yourself to be in a relationship. Because Mm -hmm. if you've got your own crap figured out, then you're going to attract somebody with their own crap figured out. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the irony of his article is when you do focus on yourself, that's when you end up meeting somebody. Because it's organic. You meet somebody that you have something in common with. Or you meet somebody who also is burnt out with dating but ended up pursuing Argentine tango. Yeah. I met him on a flight sitting next to him.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Did you guys do it the first time?
1: How... No. That's no. A lie. Because He
0: told me you did. He did not. He did. He would he, never he talk about me. that. He told me. He was like, first time... Knocked it out of the park. Yeah,
1: right. Yep. He is so conservative and, and doesn't want to talk anything about the no, relationship. No, he told me it was
0: missionary. He's like, I'm conservative. It was missionary. But I still did it.
1: Not a chance. Um, hey, I feel like maybe we can help these these women. You probably heard about the planned protest on the mall, the women's march that was going to happen the day after inauguration to mm-hmm. essentially send a message to the Trump administration that women matter and, yeah. you know, we're here. Well, I'm curious to see your thoughts on this, but you know they've run into a snag. They've already had close to 200,000 women, men, anybody who wanted to participate, RSVP. But Park Services, a spokesperson, says that their application was submitted too late, and therefore they do not have permission to march on the mall, or from the Lincoln Memorial, or near the White House on January 21st.
0: That's Park Services saying, "We want to see a riot. We want to honestly." You think so? No, here's the thing. I think it's very smarter than to have denied their application. I well, think it's genius. Why? Because if it was a peaceful protest, if it was just them walking through, they had the application, they had the permits, they're walking through, guess who would cover that story?
1: Well, I think a lot of people would cover no, 200,000 no, no, no. people.
0: They're gonna, it's going to be a blurp, Sarah. It'll be a blurp, right? But now this is someone who's there that works at the Parks Department that hates Donald Trump more than anybody that is like, all right, guys, we're going to start a firestorm here. We're going to deny their application, knowing they're all going to show up anyways. And at that point, boom, just let it happen. Let it happen.
1: Well, um, according to Park Services, the problem was that the women's organization put this this Facebook post out, which I've been guilty of doing that, too, and essentially saying, hey, look, we're having this march. What they didn't realize is that there's already two other protests happening that day, including the Answer Coalition, the Progressive Independent Party, and People's Action Group, so they're all having their own marches, which they have permits for.
0: So what are you gonna do? You gonna sit there and have people wear badges, like who you here to protest with? Yep. Yeah. No. You get out of here. You're not allowed in the mall. You think
1: the women's group just joins that?
0: I'm telling you, they're going to show up. This is genius. The, someone at the National Park Service hates Trump more than anything, and is there setting this in motion so that it'll be a complete cluster? Okay. You're going to have people run into each other. It's going to be. Um, oh gosh. I'm so glad I'm going to be gone for this.
1: Well, I hope it happens because um, now they're trying to look for another location within DC, the DC area to oh. hold the protest. Which where are you going to do it? I mean, the most impactful place is there.
0: Um. Yeah. Because we're gonna you know, hold it in Dupont Circle. Just piss off all the locals that already are pissed off. Well,
1: what I was gonna say is, you know, we've had run-ins with Park Services, and I'm gonna go there. I mean, Park Services is a nightmare to work with. I'm yeah, not they are gonna a nightmare. To work with. You need a permit basically to blow your nose on the mall. Like it is so ridiculous the amount of crap you have to go through to get this to get a permit. Like yeah. we did rock your bod there this past May. Oh my God, absolute nightmare. To try and host something. I don't know why anybody, after I went through that process, I was like, why would anyone bother? You can't give away anything. You can't promote anything. You have to buy your own trash bags. that all have to be clear. You can't give away, you can hardly give away water. You can give away water if you disclose that it's absolutely for free. It's like, what the fuck? What am I charging people an extra dollar when you're not looking? You have to hire a park police officer, which is another scam. And that's based on like every 75 people you have there, you have to pay hourly for another officer. It's like, wait a second, aren't you already getting paid? to do this? Like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, the process. So, ladies, I say do you it in Arlington. Up. I don't
0: know if you've ever... how many, you,
1: Do it in Roslyn, girls. N-
0: no, don't, because no one's going to pay attention. You go down to the mall, you do it there. Anyways, they can't... Do it in
1: National Harbor, they girls. They can't
0: stop 200,000 people, Sarah. Let's do it. All five park police that are hanging out by there, are we going to stop 200,000 people? Yeah, right. Also... Do you want them to actually have a like, have a protest? Having it in Roslyn would literally be like the worst. Like, no, one...
1: we'll walk across the Teddy Roosevelt Bridge. We'll shut that down, and want, that'll make a statement.
0: Yeah, and no, then just stop I halfway think, through. Here is my issue district. with making statements. Okay, is your statements do not disrupt the people that you're trying to help. The people in DC were 93 percent Democrat anyways. 93 percent super liberal. That trust me, anything that you think that you want, we want it way more. Okay, but when you come and you protest. In DC, and you go and you shut down the bridges and you do stuff like that, that only affects the people that live in DC. It was a suggestion. Not the people that live, like the people I'm that really to change. Like North Carolina. Take this to North Carolina, all right? They got it. They need to get some shit changed over there. Like walk, Take in it the there. St- walk in the streets of Raleigh and really get them upset. You know what I mean? Shut down traffic in Raleigh and show them. I just get so annoyed they always shut down our traffic. Like. Guys, uh, we're not the ones that you're trying to protest. Like, the congressmen, they're not even in session. They're not even going to be here.
1: I don't know if they're actually going to do that. Well, we'll keep you posted. Because I was planning on, I feel like we should be a part of it.
0: I'll be in in Cuba. Oh, that's right. I'll be in Cuba being part of my own type of protest.
1: Well, I love a good protest. Having the last Cuban
0: cigar, you're allowed as an American.
1: (laughs) Enjoy. You're like the last of them.
0: So,
1: Um, Have you ever lost weight only to find that you're still insecure about your body? Like, have you ever gotten in the best shape of your life, and then you thought, oh, hey, all my problems would go away, I'd get that dream job, like, everything would happen, only you lose all the weight, and then nothing changes?
0: Hi, Sarah. My name's Sammy. Um, I could be 400 pounds, and I'd still think I'm the sexiest man alive. Like... (laughs) Your
1: weight doesn't influence. No, your when
0: I'm really skinny, I still think I'm fat. When I'm really fat, I still think I'm fat. When I'm, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me.
1: Well, this is an I interesting. I just don't care. I read this story and I was like, oh my God, this is, I feel like, half of my body image issues my entire life. But um, the article basically goes on to say that more and more people, whether you lose 20 pounds or 200 pounds, um, their mindset, and we're often taught through the media, that once your body is transformed, your life will be too. That you'll automatically feel happy and secure, and all those uncertainties will go away. They say the reality is, as they study more and more about weight loss, a lot of the reasons that people end up gaining the weight back is that self-love and body confidence confidence doesn't come when they reach their goals. They have all that same mental stuff, which I can totally relate to. Um, and you have to work through that first. So then when you lose the weight, you realize, hey, look, there's still going to be ups and downs. I'm still going to get setbacks in my career. I wish I'd known this before. Like, I feel like that's half my problem.
0: Because you thought that you were going to get skinny, then all of a sudden your mental like your mental stability was going to change.
1: I thought when I got skinny that all my career success would come. But like, what I realized was it really doesn't matter what size you are because people—it's the confidence is what people want. People want you to put it all out there because that's what everybody can relate to. They can relate to gaining weight, losing weight, the struggle of it. But I used to think like, oh, my God, I'm never gonna be, they're never going to put me on TV unless I weigh a certain amount. And you kind of realize once you figure out that that's not the case, then it all changes.
0: I was going to say, have you ever seen James Corden?
1: I know, I know. But look at that guy! It's all about the talent. He's confident. It's all about the talent. Uh, This article is really good, by the way, and it it tells you um, and it's why you still feel insecure even after getting in shape. You should absolutely Google it if you're there, because let me tell you, my body image issues. Oh my God, that was my biggest problem. Why do I feel insecure
0: even though I'm in really amazing shapes, Sarah?
1: I don't know why.
0: I don't. I'm not an amazing. I don't. I don't at all. I don't care. It doesn't matter. (laughs)
1: It doesn't bother you at all. No. There's three questions that will determine if you're a mastermind. I want to give you this mastermind right. IQ. Go. I, I did the first one, couldn't figure it out, so I think I'm automatically out. It's a co- cognitive reflection test that assesses whether you can identify that a simple problem can actually be harder than it first appears. It measures your ability to methodically and reflectively and reflective rather than jumping to an obvious conclusion.
0: So, all here right. are the questions. All right, all right. Are you already googling it? No, sir, I'm not. Okay, here. You want me to close the no, I can't no, close no, the
1: don't close it. Okay, number one. A bat and a ball cost $1.10 in total. Okay. The bat costs a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Five cents. Yeah, you're right. That
0: is was that super supposed, easy. Wait, you missed that one? I feel bad. I would have answered it slower, Sarah.
1: So a bat and a ball costs One
0: ten. If, if the ball is and if the bat is a dollar more, then you realize that total, it's going to be 1 plus A... Plus a equals one. You know what I mean. So you take that away, and you realize it's five cents and five cents. There you go. That's what a equals. So a. Equals no, the ball. I don't think I would have got That's that. That's algebra.
1: I don't know. I'd have to write it out. Uh, two. If it takes five machines five minutes to make five widgets, mm-hmm. how long would it take one hundred machines to make one hundred widgets? Okay. Um, there's five no way. machines.
0: What? Five machines. Five minutes to make five widgets. Yes. Right? If it takes okay.
1: five machines, five minutes to make five widgets. So how
0: many would it take to make a hundred widgets? A hundred mm-hmm. machines. A hundred widgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, five machines. Five widgets. So if you have.
1: I would never have gotten this. I don't know. It'd be like... I would have thought 100 minutes, which they say is the common wrong answer.
0: No, it's not 100 minutes. It's going to be like... It, I don't know. Like I got to write it, I don't know, 40? No. Something. I
1: know, right? You have to write it out. Uh, it's, this-
0: five, it's five, five, and five, right? So five machines, five widgets, five minutes. Yep. And then they have 100 machines, and they want to make 100 widgets. Right. Okay? So it'll take five minutes.
1: Um, let me see. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, you're two for two on this. Yeah,
0: sorry. I just have to repeat in my head, but five minutes.
1: Five minutes. There you go. Okay, last one on the list. Um, hold on. Last one on the list. Uh, in a lake, there's a patch of lily pads. Mm-hmm. Every day, the patch doubles in size. Okay. If it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover half of the lake? Oh, my God, you've lost me. If it takes no
0: 48 days? How many days did it take again? In a lake. No, the how many days does it take to cover that entire lake?
1: If it takes 48 days for the patch then to cover the lake. Then 47. The
0: in- answer is 47. Because it doubles every day, so 47.
1: Yeah, you're right. Common wrong answer is 24 days. Correct answer, 47 days. You can put yourself down as a mastermind IQ. Boop, boop. There you go. That's amazing.
0: Well, no, it's just like, I feel like I deal with a lot of, like, I've... I also feel like I deal with a lot of logical breakdown stuff. Like, I'm really good at audio stuff. The reason I run the boards and shit here is because a lot of it's just like, it's always going to go wrong. You have to understand, okay, what's the most logical explanation? You just learn to break it down in your head. I don't know. That was really amazing. And what? they always try to get you with, they always try to confuse you. A lot of these stories, they just confuse you with a lot of information you don't need. All you know is it says it doubles right. every day. When was it half that size? When did it cover half the lake? Well, if it doubles every day, then that means just the day beforehand it was half that. Well, they just try to confuse you with well, a lot of info. Well, confused
1: me. I was like, "Are you kidding? I would never, I would never figure that out. I would get all those wrong answers." So, anyway, good thing we have a mastermind IQ on the show.
0: Great, can't wait.
1: Um, you know, lots of people always email us for advice. You can always email Sarah at hayfrage dot com or Sammy K at hayfrage dot com if you want to um, ask us your advice question. And people always have really fascinating things. I'm always like interested in people's. Stuff and what's going on. Um, did we already do this one? The woman who wrote to us and wanted to know how often married people should be having sex. Boo. Um, she says, Hey, Sarah and Sammy, my husband and I have been married for a little over a year. My husband swears that most couples have sex every day for at least 30 minutes if they don't have kids. And every we,
0: day for 30 minutes? And we don't have kids. If you're married, okay?
1: My husband even believes there are women who work out, they have sex for 30 minutes, go to work, and have families. I would be curious about your thoughts. Are his expectations ridiculous? So, if you're married for over a little over a year, no kids, do you think it's realistic to have sex for 30 minutes every day?
0: Well, shit. How much am I supposed to have sex if I'm in a relationship?
1: Well, wait. You're just in a relationship. No, Aren't I'm you same, guys but having like, sex, much, like, multiple times a day?
0: In a relationship, you're supposed to have like, I don't know. I'm asking you. That's, that's the question I'm asking.
1: Well, for me, when you're first in a relationship, you're having sex, like, at least five times a week. If not, you're having sex, like, a couple times in that day. A couple,
0: down, a t- couple times a day? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just curious. But
1: then as it goes on, it slows down. And
0: then it slows down. So you're saying that it shouldn't slow down to the point that by the time you're married and don't have kids, it should still have only slowed down to the point that it's seven days a week, I mean, 30 I, minutes a night.
1: I'm going to go with – I 30 out, minutes is long, don't you? I'm,
0: yeah, it's really long. Like, How about this, 10? Okay, I'm also 10 gonna, minutes a day. I'm going to throw this out there, too. Back to the whole thing about relationships and wasting your time. If you're spending 30 minutes a day, okay, that is, what, 180, 182 and a half, you know, hours a year that you're wasting. Like, you could easily learn how to knit or crochet. or You know what I mean? Like, you could learn a new a new oh, hobby. Awesome. You could learn how to sit there and, you know, make Thai food or make fresh bread. I don't know. You could learn so much in that time.
1: So, you, for you, it comes down to the time you could be doing something else and all that passionate lovemaking of 30 minutes. I'm just death.
0: saying that at this point, maybe they don't have the time because he's not like, I look at when I look at my friends and they go, Oh, we have sex every day. That's also because, like, they split everything 50 50. You know what I mean? So, like, they're both working. One drops the baby off. One drops the baby off. at, You know, one drops the kid off in the morning. One picks up the kid in the afternoon. They switch off making dinners. They switch off cleaning. And, like, it's always, like, they're always such a team that they always have two hours a day just to sit around, like, an hour a day once the baby's in bed just to sit around and, like, watch TV. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, got Which it. Which I think, so maybe the issue is, is if yeah, be like, all right, you want to have sex? You want 30 minutes? Well, here is 30 minutes of work I do every day that if you could do this for me, then I could have those 30 minutes. Minutes free to and let you plow be... me out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> First of all, I'm gonna say this. I think it's unrealistic to do thirty minutes every single day, even if you don't have kids. I mean I'm I think it's I think there are definitely couples that have sex every day, but I think like five to ten minutes is plenty. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, thirty minutes, you could be doing a lot in thirty he's, minutes.
0: He's not that into if it takes him thirty minutes, you know what I mean? Like
1: you think too much is going on there? Too
0: much is going on in his mind. Or maybe he's got some issues.
1: No, I think it's ridiculous. I'm going to go away. Are you voting ridiculous on I'm going to say that,
0: you know, I think that what you should do is say, you know what, babe? That is completely valid. <laughs> but unfortunately, these are 30 minutes of chores. There are 30 minutes of things I do every night. That unfortunately, if I to take those off my plate and you could do those for me, <coughs> then that's 30 minutes a day that I could, you know... And that's easy. You give him, like, the really difficult chores that take, like, an hour a pop.
1: <laughs> then he gets tired. Then you're then down to, get like, tired ten and you're minutes good. that yeah, you good. Yeah, and then
0: are. he realizes, oh, well, I'm tired. And I was like, now you realize what I'm going through.
1: I don't think there's anybody either, too, that has, once they have children. I would be fascinated if anyone's listening who has kids, who has sex every single uh, day. Is that, like, no. even possible? I had a friend,
0: like, I had a friend, like, growing up. That was a really good friend, and I walked in on I walked in on her mom having sex like so many times. Let alone how many times she walked in. Like they, what? She was she how had sex. How old
1: were you? You were hanging out at this friend's house and like, you walked in and the mom and I dad. Think when I first minute was like I was whoever? like
0: 11. Yeah, I was like 11 when I first walked in, and then like I hung out there until I was 18, and I like, constantly or you'd hear her moaning or like you'd see her just like. Walk in the bedroom, and then, like, you just the door would close, and you'd be like, dude, they're banging. It's the middle of the day. It's like 3 in the afternoon. I'm trying to watch, you know, Even Stevens.
1: Oh, my God. Email us if you're actually married with kids having sex every day. That's amazing. How do you do it? How long? Three how
0: many details. kids do you have, and how do you stop them? Okay? Because that's my thing is I would get scared. Once I'd pop out one, I'd be like, oh, shit. Every time I do this, this is what happens? I am frightened.
1: Uh, I feel like this could be a perfect match for us, but a company reached out to me and wanted to know if we wanted to advertise the Bosom Buddy. On our show?
0: Like the Tom Hanks movie, Bosom Buddies? No, <laughs> no. Nope,
1: nope. It's, um. I had never heard of this, but it is a breast pillow. And this pillow is supposed to prevent you from getting wrinkly cleavage. Oh, God, um, too late. So they wanted to know if we wanted to post on our Instagram... Um, and then also, what it would cost to do a, which by the way, you know, we'll take any advertisement, so I think we should do this. Um, but I'm not sure that our audience is at the age where they want this breast pillow. It, here's what it looks like, and you're supposed to sleep at night with it so you don't get oh, in between.
0: Boobs. Oh, okay. Now, wait, there's this girl that I used to, like, see back in the day that um, they were, like, quite large. And she would actually sleep with a sports bar on and then, like, oh. shove, like, and shove, like, a little pillow or, like, a t shirt or something in the middle. And she would just do that. To, so she already was doing the bosom buddy before. I think women, like, you don't have large cleavage, Sherry. Like, you know See, what I mean? Like,
1: I was going to say that. I don't really have big boobs, so I don't know what like, it's like.
0: I know definitely girl, like, millennial women that are, you know, more endowed that would definitely love something like that.
1: She says that the breast support bosom buddy breast pillow offers relief um, for side sleepers. It will um, provide prevents you from developing wrinkles or creasing in the upper chest, helps if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, pre-post-breast reconstruction or augmentation, pre-post-breast reduction, and it helps with upper back and neck pain. Yeah. I didn't even know this existed. I mean, I'm thinking, like, don't And they you say do have like- to sleep with a... T- you're right. Not really like a...
0: If I had like five to ten pounds just sitting there and pulling down on my body all day long, like, Ugh. like that would, yeah, that's gotta hurt after a while. So I actually would say that, yes, I think that as a service for our listeners who are more
1: well endowed, well
0: endowed, that we should definitely. All right, endowed. I'm
1: gonna write her back. I was like, okay, this would be interesting. Bless you. Oh God. Oh God.
0: Sorry, that was your shoe.
1: Oh. Do you want to? Do you want to go get a cleaning?
0: Too late. <laughs> In my hands. Let's go. Keep on rocking. All right. Oh now it's on my pants. Oh okay.
1: God. Oh god. We gotta get a box of tissues. I feel like that's a... okay.
0: What? What? Was that not a, a good endorsement? endorsement? How about, How about a this? Yeah.
1: Endorsement.
0: <laughs> Does Alka Seltzer Cold and Flu want to endorse me as well?
1: Yeah. Please. 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 Oh my god. But he's tearing up.
0: Because it was a hard sneeze. Sarah. Wow. It was a hard sneeze. By the way, I tried to sneeze with my eyes open yesterday to see if, like, your eyes would pop out. You know when they tell you that growing up as a kid? They're like, don't sneeze with your eyes open because the pressure will make your eyes pop out.
1: I thought it was impossible to do that. I like tried that.
0: to yesterday, and it was really, i like, get hurt more than anything, but it didn't really work.
1: You almost could actually sneeze keeping them no, open? No, I
0: tried to, and then, like, I tried to force it open so much that I end up sneezing and it not hurt more than it should have. So, I'm Yay, five. thank God. I'll take one. I'll take Give one. I'm her, just yeah. going to wipe
1: off my own body here.
0: Uh, <laughs> too much. That was a lot of sprayage.
1: I thought of you and this woman. I, have you been obsessed with this 117-year-old 117, uh, 117 woman in Italy? She's what? the oldest woman in America and the last to be born in the 1800s. Is this not amazing? 117.
0: I have. I didn't even know that existed. did not you know. want
1: to live to 117?
0: Absolutely not. You Absolutely. Don't think so. No, at that point, like, you have lost control of your body <laughs> halfway through your life. You know what I mean? If she's 117, she could not control her own bodily functions at 60. So she has now lived half her life, over half her life in diapers, Sarah.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think she says that she was actually pretty upright and functional until about a couple of years ago. Now she's really slowed down. And the hard part was when they did the news story on her, like, you know, she's got no teeth left at all, so things are really beginning to sag. Yeah. it was That was kind of hard to watch. She gums everything. Emma Monroe is her name. She's the oldest person. Monroe was born November 1899, four years before the Wright brothers first took to the air. Is that not insane?
0: That's awesome, actually. You,
1: that's when you're born, and you see the evolution of all that?
0: I mean, sure. Or at this point, you're like, oh, my amazing. God. amazing. Or do you think, like, everyone I know is gone? Like, well, everyone that was around, like, think about it. The, like, Right now, she can look back and she can wake up today and say, I am the only person that was around on the day that I was born that's still here.
1: Actually, the interview with her was kind of sad. She says, my life wasn't always easy, is what she told news outlets. Um, yeah, but she had to live that life for 117 years. That's shit. She says she worked in a factory until she was 65. Um, She also went on to say her first fiancé said that um, you're going to marry me or I'll kill you. She ended up marrying him. They had a son together but divorced a couple years later in 1937. She said she thinks she's one of the first people in Italy to ever get a divorce because he was abusive. It was was really sad. Monroe lives alone and has outlived all of her eight brothers and sisters, including one who lived to 102 years old. That's amazing. By the way, I thought of you on this, though, because I thought if there's someone that's going to live to 117, it might be you. Oh, God. She eats no uh, fruits or vegetables. She eats uh, one to two. She used to eat two raw eggs a day and one fried. Now she's down to about one raw egg. She says that helps.
0: One raw egg a day. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh,
1: I get no way. Those
0: are fresh eggs, though, Sarah. She's not getting, like, eggs that have been washed and then shipped across the country.
1: She's getting one right out from the chicken, Dude, cracking yeah. that open and still then got like taking the, it in.
0: still got all that, you know, slime on the outside to keep it fresh. <laughs> gross. That's what eggs are, okay? It's not gross. It's natural.
1: I know, but I don't want to think about it. But it worked for her. So there you go. Um, I found this so interesting because I think it's a great concept. You know, I'm earthy. I love, like, all natural. And mm-hmm. um, What do you think about having a scatter garden? which would be a public area, much like a cemetery, but it would be a place where if your relatives or you wanted to be cremated, you could put your ashes there, and then people could come. It would be, you know, they would plant trees and flowers and have benches, but it would mostly be people scattering their loved ones' ashes.
0: So they're all in one little area.
1: Yeah. This is pretty amazing, because this, if this passes in Tacoma Park, Maryland, it'll be the first one in, it, in the country.
0: I mean, fine. At least it's somewhere, because I find that... I mean there's got to be look back to park police they probably deal with people trying to go in there and dump ashes inside the uh, like inside the um what's the pool called the um
1: oh the, the reflecting pool the
0: reflecting pool they probably have people there trying to dump ashes by Lincoln all the time you know what i mean like and no offense but like i personally don't want to be there and have your dead mother like
1: at the reflecting pool. Or I don't
0: want to have ocean. your dead mother's ashes come in my face. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want... No, that sounded weird. I don't <laughs> want to have them sit there and, like, you know, be blown in my face. Like, you know, because it's wind. Like, when you're dumping there, it gets carried in the wind. Right? And, unfortunately, that means I'm going to breathe it. And if you're doing it in a high-population area, that's pretty messed up. It's one thing to be in the middle of a field somewhere. You know, I guess Right, and, and
1: releasing them there Well, um, uh, one woman is advocating for it And she has lots of supporters And she says that that's kind of it. Is like, People right now, all across the country Are leaving people's ashes everywhere Whether it's a, a park, an ocean And it's kind of a don't ask, don't tell sort of thing yeah. With park police But this would be the first park of its kind, where you would be able to go. And she also says, once you scatter people's ashes, lots of times people forget. Like if you go to the ocean, you don't really know the exact the spot. The exact spot, yeah. So this way, people could leave them, have their own burial customs there, and then come back and visit the area. I think this is a fabulous idea.
0: I mean, it's genius. Oh my you God. only have so many plots you can fill in a cemetery. Now, if they're all dust, you can fill as many as you want. <laughs> I know.
1: Could put a lot of people in that scatter garden. Um, You know, obviously, some people are objecting to it as more and more metropolitan areas have limited space. Um, It would be like, where's the plot going to be? Who's going to pay to maintain it? Would be the biggest thing. But I would think it would be like a cemetery. Somebody could have. If you own the land. Yeah, you just go, you
0: put some trees in there, you know, put some vines. For
1: $20, people could just scatter their loved ones. Here you go. Uh, She's envisioned a 1,000 or so square foot of one city's existing gardens as a simple wall where you could put names of people who have passed or plaques and maybe a path with benches. Residents would pay a modest fee to cover the cost of engraving um, and have it registered by the, the city. I love this idea.
0: I, I mean, this yeah. Is great. I think it's way. I mean, I think the notion of a graveyard is pretty archaic. I mean, there's you know, there's only so much space.
1: Well, right. That's the thing. You're running out of space. And then with, now between, it becomes this cemetery. whole
0: like, well, that's wrong. You can't just go and dig those people up. It's like, yo, they've been there for 300 years. They aren't even there anymore. Like, you know. There's nothing left anymore there.
1: I know. People that were buried in yeah. 1870. It's like It's interesting to read their gravestone, but then there's nobody alive, really.
0: There's, yeah, and it's not like, I don't know. It's just taking up space.
1: That would be amazing. Anyway, um, we'll keep you posted if it becomes the first of its kind here in uh, Tacoma Park, Maryland. I think it's a fabulous idea. Wish we owned land. We could start around. own. Um,
0: you can. Would you like to start one in Roslyn, Sarah? We can take it from there. We <laughs> don't can... own anything. I don't
1: know. Where, they've already raised ten to fifty thousand dollars to buy the plot of land. Uh, I don't see us campaigning for that. Um, also our next live show. If you can believe it, we are about to be one we're about to be a year old. That's great. Uh December 9th is our next live show, DCimprov.com. If you want tickets, we're close to being sold out. Um, show starts at seven thirty and it's some of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. You got any favorite things that have happened over the past year that you are gonna bring out oh, at this party?
0: I thought you meant actual things. I was gonna be like, Yeah, whiskey, <laughs> weed.
1: Okay. I don't I don't know if you can give that away at the improv. We could have some shots of whiskey here, though.
0: I'm going to have a shot of whiskey for show. Okay. Um, i got to think. of like I have a lot of things that were my favorite highlights of the year. I just got to really put them together. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that I want to talk about.
1: Oh, my God. There's so many. By the way, we're going to do deep thoughts from the men on Tinder or the Tinderellas live in person. Um, Paul Wharton's going to be there, who is a fan favorite, so we'll have him. And um, he's already informed me of what he wants to talk about, and it's so inappropriate. Well, what does
0: he want to talk about? So, <laughs> so there's no way it's going to be more inappropriate than him last time. You know what I'm oh, talking about. about. Who don't even go. Yeah, I was going to say do not mention it again. That
1: but, was such a great story. Okay,
0: that's. there's no way that whatever he's going to tell us is going to be more inappropriate and possibly get us in more trouble than that.
1: Um, I'm going to go with, this is actually, yeah, because he called me and he wanted to know if he could tell this sex story live at the show or if I thought this was too much. And when you hear about what happened to him sexually I or what he did. No, he's,
0: t- he's sharing the story. There's no way it's going to get us in more trouble than Amaro, so there's no way it's going to get us in in more trouble than almost getting sued by, you know, a major publication, okay? <laughs> There's no way it's gonna get us in more trouble than he's already gotten us in trouble with before. Actually, yeah, you-
1: Paul Wharton does cause trouble. Every time we have him on or somebody he's associated with, we always end up almost getting sued.
0: Always. So I'm telling you, bring it on. Let's let's have him on the store. I can't wait to hear the story.
1: Um, Anyhow, so he'll be there December 9th. It's a 7.30 p.m. show, live here at the DC Improv. If you haven't been yet, it's pretty epic. Um, And dcimprov.com for tickets. I wanted to play. Are we done?
0: It's up to you. I I got time.
1: Okay. Um... This is kind of last minute, but I wanted to see if you could pull up the phone call because, you know, there's that ongoing debate how we don't know how to say um, Paulo Kulo Kohle Cole-hole. Kohle's. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Kohle
0: is what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we got we have a phone line, so you need to call us, and you can weigh in on any of the topics if it's easier for you to do that than it is to actually leave a, uh, or an email. And the phone number is two zero seven. 613-6695 And uh, The Alchemist Is a book that I, I'm a fan of I like the book Not everybody does Some people find it uh,
0: really It's the first cheesy. message, right?
1: I think it's the first message yeah. But we had a woman call us To try and tell us How to actually pronounce The author's name Take a listen Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sammy. It's Erica. I've been following you guys for quite some time now, and I'm actually Brazilian-American. So I figured I'd come on here and leave you guys a message if you haven't figured out by yet how to pronounce Paulo's name, hmm. uh, the Brazilian artist that Sarah kind of struggled with last mm-hmm. week. So his name is Paulo Coelho. Coelho. <laughs> so Coelho. Even, you know, say it. But... um. So, yeah, so hopefully you guys got it. So, Sarah, it's Coelho. Okay. Coelho. Love you guys. Bye. Cue-lu. All right, say too. it now, Sarah. Coelho. Paulo Coelho. Coelho.
0: Coelho. <laughs> you just called them Paulo Kueluds. less than 20 seconds after someone told you how to pronounce it correctly. I
1: got written out phonetically. I don't know. Erica, we love you. Thank you for calling 207-613-6695. You can weigh in on the show anytime. Alright, that's it for today, folks. We gotta let Sammy go. He's tired. I'm good. Let that little guy go home and rest. Mm. Rest up, little guy. So much more to come. You're talking
0: to me or my penis. <laughs> I'm Sammy. Well, that's little you. guy. Oh, that's okay. little guy. Yeah.
1: Double littles.
0: Bye, little, Sarah. Little. Bye. <laughs>